We use our phones for everything at this point, and I am absolutely guilty of that. I look up recipes on my phone. I meal plan on my phone. I use my GPS, even though I know where I'm going. (laughs) (laughs) But did you know that you can also use your phone for some sexy me time? Don't worry. Your fantasies are safe with Dipsy. Just don't forget to use your headphones. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters. Discover stories about second chance romances, adventurous vacation flings, and hot and heavy hookups. And there's a growing library of fantasy series with vampires, Greek gods, and fairy smut to explore the bounds of your pleasure. New content is released every week, so in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore. They also have soothing sleep stories, wellness sessions, and sexy written stories to read. Let Dipsy be your go-to place to spice up your me time. Explore your fantasies, relax and unwind, or even heat things up with a partner. For listeners of our show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash justbreakup. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to dipsystories.com slash justbreakup dipsystories.com slash just break up. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Sierra DeMolder. And I'm Sam Blackwell. And today we're going to answer a letter from somebody who is building towards physical intimacy. Mm. But before we begin, we just want to give you our Surgeon General's warning, which is that we are not licensed mental health or sex therapists. Uh -uh. Mm -mm. (laughs) (laughs) Sam and I are not professionals. We are not trained in any of this. We are just two people with microphones and lots of opinions. So please take our advice as you see fit. We are only here to offer our humble musings to hopefully shed some understanding and maybe some laughs about the incredibly rewarding, but mostly confusing experience that is love. All right. We are going to get right into our letter today. Our letter comes from All Good But The Goods, whose pronouns are she, her, who's writing from Lost in Intimacy. Ah. And it's like a, yeah. It's cute, <laughs> Love right? Love it. Love it. So she writes, dating someone for five months and it feels like it could be the real deal. Uh, 32 female and 36 male. He makes me feel supported, similar values and interests, easy to talk long-term and see a future, great friends and easy integrating into each other's life. All good, except one thing. We've hardly had sex, only a small handful of times in the beginning. I think it might be a combo of performance issues in the beginning that added pressure and was a little awkward when it did happen. The logistics of not many sleepovers slash lots of friend activities were both super social and I love how much we prioritize work well in groups of our friends. And a dog that's up in our biz if there's even a hint of a makeout happening on the couch, let alone more, (laughs) and very whiny when locked out of the room. Mm. My dog, though, and I am very happy to lock her out, but he seems to feel really bad about it. Anyway, 
All this led to it almost never happening and just kind of being an ignored part of our relationship now. He's very affectionate otherwise, so I don't totally feel like I'm missing the physical. I care about sex and relationships, specifically long-term. I just don't weigh it quite as heavily and would hate for this to get in the way of such a satisfying relationship partnership in every other category. A few of my friends think that I'm way too generous, saying if it's bad now, it can never be good, but I don't think that's totally it. I'm not sure why the lack of intimacy isn't totally bothering me, but I can't let it go on like this forever. And I do think if we can get past the initial hump, LOL, really no pun intended, then maybe we'd be good in the future to keep working on it and improving it. I honestly think we both got to a place where it just felt awkward and uncomfortable and nervous initiating because it's been so long And I'm definitely putting in a little more effort to initiate something physical with my kissing and touch, but not so much more. I'm probably feeling a little rejected at this point with it all. He seems way more okay just sweeping it under the rug. It definitely feels like there is just so much more pressure and can't be natural in making a move at this point. I did bring this up finally approximately two weeks ago after a few drinks saying that I wanted to be more intimate and bluntly naked together more often. Mm. We both acknowledged it, which felt like a huge relief, saying that this wasn't normal for either of our past relationships and we want to work on it. I sent a quick text the next day just to validate that convo since we had been drinking and he agreed again. But then, nada, no changes and have been at least one opportunity or two for more. So two things, maybe three. Any advice on how to create a situation or gentle phrasing that's more natural to get things going without it feeling like a whole ordeal and immediately adding pressure. I honestly think 60% of this is the dog, which I'm trying to figure out how to make situations where we're alone, but he always likes her to have, but he always likes her to come over too, which is sweet. And he doesn't like to come over to my place where it's a little easier to control it or close her out. So this part of the problem I may just have to keep working on. Or do I just need to be brave and communicate, (laughs) even though I did feel like I did that, dang it? If so, how do I bring this up again? It feels so hard to talk about, especially since I think it's, especially since I think my guess is that it's mostly performance issues and maybe him being a little embarrassed or avoiding it out of pride. And my maybe third question, when should this be a deal breaker? Ugh. Thanks so much in advance. All right, my darling, thank you so much for writing and trusting us with this letter. Uh, this is so incredibly relatable. And it, it like to me, this is about sex and intimacy. And it's also about what feels like a established pattern in a relationship that feels hard to break. The discomfort of being like, oh, no, well, it's been like this for a while or like now now that we've gone without intimacy for so long it feels even more awkward to go back to it you know so it's like it's about the intimacy piece and it's also about how we tend to how time and patterns tend to make things feel more rigid and more uncomfortable when we try to change them or approach Mm -hmm. them. And I want to say, Hey, Oh my God, congrats. Way to go. Way to bring it up. Like way to voice this already. It sounded like you guys had a great conversation and that is so wonderful. You step one of guess what? Like 200 more steps. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't mean that in like a negative way. Just like (laughs) we always have to have ongoing conversations about our relationships, about our needs, about our wants. And they're always going to be an a mildly uphill 
annoying, at best, uncomfortable, at worst conversation. So way to go. It's forever work as you might think about it, right? It's Mm -hmm. not a one and done combo. It's, it's a commitment to continue to doing this over and over again. Get it. Sex joke. (laughs) All right. So, uh, we are going to offer you some advice, uh, maybe a couple new perspectives about new ways to approach this in your relationship because it's yours and not your friends. Um, but first we're going to take a very quick break. All right, y'all know that Sam and I record every single episode of Just Breakup virtually. So I literally see this beautiful person on Zoom like multiple times a week. And every time Sam pops up into Zoom, I comment on their outfit. And I swear, like 99% of the time, I'm like, oh my God, that outfit is so cute. Where did you get it? Sam says quince. You too can upgrade your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach. That's right. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karakal jewelry. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middle person and passes that saving on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Y'all have heard me talk about my leather bag that I use as both a laptop bag and a diaper bag. And I love it because (laughs) (laughs) honestly, it looks really cute in every single circumstance that I use it. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash just break up for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash just break up to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash just break up. All right, head and heart workers, you know, I'm all about tackling our money shame and becoming fiscally empowered, regardless of how much money we make or how much debt we have. I think it's such a crucial step in our own self-acceptance and empowerment. That's why I love that today's episode is sponsored by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. With Rocket Money, you can see all of your subscriptions in one place. And if you see something you don't don't want, you can just cancel it with a tap. You never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled unwanted subscriptions. And listen, we always talk to you about like conflict styles and open and honest communications, but honestly, save your energy and get Rocket Money to cancel those subscriptions for you. (laughs) Stop wasting money. You don't need to practice that. Yeah. We don't need to do head and heart work with like customer service representatives. You know what I mean? Like just like... 
Use the middle person. <laughs> Just get Rocket Money in there to help you do what you need to do. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. That's rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. Rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. All right, everyone. Welcome back. So before we dig into this, I think as I like to do, I want to start with like the macro before we move into the actual advice for you, Um, which I think it's really important for us to sort of call out the idea that everyone has a different approach to how sex works. Do you have a book for us, Sam? (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) You're just trying to get me to get an additional tally on my list, Um, but I'm going to talk about it anyway. So Uh, Even for folks who are not asexual, cannot recommend enough the book Ace by Angela Chen um, because it really helped me approach how sex happens differently Mm -hmm. because we have this expectation that like relationships should be full of sex, that sex should be easy, that sex should be as kinky as possible, that sex Mm. should be as exciting as possible. And guess what? Not everyone wants that. Not everyone's good at that. Not everyone has that expectation of their relationships. But we sort of sit in this place where we're assuming that there's a right or best way for sex to be part of the relationship, that it should be a really important thing, that it should be happening frequently, like all of this stuff. And that's not true of lots of different relationships. So I want to give you all permission to to say sex isn't that important to me or sex is going to look different than what people may say it should look like, or it's okay that we're not having sex because we're doing all of these other really great things that are showing me that our relationship is meaningful, that I'm feeling loved or appreciated in. And I think that, and I don't want to like poo poo on your friends, but I do want to say that like the way that they're talking about this again, is this is part of a broader cultural Mm -hmm. expectation around how sex should work in our relationships and like no fault to them. I totally get it. But I want to give you permission to push back and say like, it doesn't have to look like that. Mm -hmm. It's not a deal breaker for me that we're not having sex in a, in a meaningful way yet. It could, it could be not a deal breaker for you, for you to not have sex at all in your relationship. Right. It doesn't have to be a deal breaker for you to have sex outside of your relationship, right? Like there's so many different ways that our relationships can show up and so many different preferences that we might have in terms of how we want to have sex with the people that are in our lives. And, and we, we, again, just like shoehorn ourselves into this tiny box that somehow we like look at this and say like, oh, this can't be healthy. This can't be healthy. And I want to sh- tell you that like healthy relationships can exist without sex in them. Healthy relationships yes. can exist in with sex that only happens once every six months, right? Like these are places or these are really healthy ways to approach it. And the question that we have for ourselves or that we need to have for ourselves is what are my needs around sex? What Mm -hmm. are my expectations for my partner? And can I voice those? Can I vocalize those in a way that helps get us towards a shared understanding of what, of what role sex is going to have in our relationships? And guess what? You're starting on that path, which is super exciting. You're, you are, you are moving in that direction, which is awesome. Yeah. And you know, if this is not abundantly clear, you don't have to have a you know, one size fits all relationship to sex for your relationships. You don't have to have a one size fits this relationship for, for the rest of time, you know, like, so if right now you feel really good growing this relationship, you know, having sex once a month or whatever it is, you know, that is okay. And then you can continue to explore it. 
um, I too, I totally agree with everything Sam said. And I thought you said it very eloquently. Um, I think that there's like this cultural obsession with sex and I've totally, I've totally done this. I've totally fallen into this language. I know we've done it on the show. Um, and we're always (laughs) told that we want more, that we should want more, that we should, um, be having sex in a certain way or, or else we're not happy. We're not satisfied. We are not liberated or whatever. Um, but I know better now. And so we can do better. Um, I want to talk about the, like breaking that cycle, like how it feels like, oh my God, we've been doing this for five months. Now it's like a little too awkward. And we've got this combination mm-hmm. of things that are preventing us. And now, now it's a big deal if we do it right now, it's a big deal if we become intimate instead of like a playful exploration that it would be at the beginning. Um, I want to dethrone that a little. Sam said like four years ago on this show, <laughs> awkward isn't real. Awkward isn't real. <laughs> and, um, you know, that was like a an ideology that he brought into his life to sort of like dethrone those uncomfortable conversations or uncomfortable situations that he would find himself in. And you, you would sort of realize, like, if I if I pretend that it's not real, I can get through it or or or. <laughs> yeah, I can actually like say the thing that I need to say or like, yeah, totally. Or this- like release myself of like. The discomfort of being like, oh, that was such an uncomfortable yes, conversation. Yes. Being like, yeah, sure, it was uncomfortable, but like awkward it's not real. isn't real. It's yeah. not a thing. Yeah. It, we only, we get to decide what awkward is. And I've decided yeah. that that thing that just happened was not awkward. Or from my interpretation, everything is awkward and we pretend yeah, that, that things aren't. Also, Do you know that, what I mean? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Not awkward is not real. <laughs> Even, you know, when people look perfectly polished or, or have, you know, like a perfect social vibe, they go home and they're like, oh my God, did I talk too much? Or was I too loud? You know? Um, Okay, so what I want to talk about, a little tangent there, but what I want to talk about is how you're going to move forward in growing this intimacy while sort of breaking breaking into the discomfort of this habit that you've that you come into this, this mm-hmm. lack of intimacy because of whatever circumstances. Um, and I want to s- offer the idea that I think intimacy grows in discomfort. We, we, societally culturally i think we think of like intimacy as like eat not easy but like sexy connection feeling close mm-hmm. feeling loved feeling touched um feeling beautiful and seen um and seeing someone else in their beauty you know like we think about intimacy almost like unfortunately related to like romance and passion when like it's very intimate to watch another person be in uncomfortable feelings. It's very intimate to mm. sit naked next to each other and not do anything and, and not know what to do and not know what to say, but, but to really practice at what does it feel like to be uncomfortable with one another? Not that your relationship should inherently be uncomfortable, but but not awkward is not real. <laughs> a, mm-hmm. a relationship with no discomfort is not real. Um, and, and intimacy grows as that discomfort is familiarized, as that discomfort is, is flexed like a muscle. Um, and so I just want to say, like, keep at it, you know, keep, keep, keep taking down the barriers, whether it be physical or emotional or physical that are preventing you from exploring this valid side of your relationship 
even if that means regularly trying different things with the dog or or mm-hmm. specifically saying I want to try to have sex tonight or practicing just showering together. What does it look like to shower, to wash each other, to give each other the massages or whatever? No pressure beyond that. You know, sitting naked and talking about sex, sitting naked and talking about intimacy that isn't sexual or isn't penetrative. Um, For, I I think I just, I relate so strongly um, with the idea that like, oh my God, well, we're five months in and now it's awkward. Now, Mm -hmm. you know, we've been doing this for five months and now it feels like, oh, we can't undo this. But from the other side of things, it's only five months. It hasn't been a year. It hasn't been five years. It hasn't been a decade of a relationship in which your patterns are so concretely established. And guess what? Even then you can still change your behavior. You can still write your path or change the course of your relationship. We are always able, we are always capable of change and you are especially capable of change personally. And in this relationship, five months in you are, you are just starting, you know, this is the tipping point. This is, this is the magic place. (laughs) For sure. Absolutely. And I also think that we like, we think about sex as being like all or nothing, right? Like it's like, we need to be having a particular type of sex. Yes, absolutely. Right. P and V sex. And it has to look this way or, or, and if not, then it is bad. Right. Which can be so terrifying when we're trying to build intimacy that may feel kind of uncomfortable for us. Right. And, and if there's performance issues too, right. Well, and then it's like, oh, well, you're bad at sex. That may not actually be the the true thing here, right? And and we don't need to sort of get to a particular type of sex immediately. It's not an on and off switch where yeah. it's like either we're having this type of sex or we're not, and this is good and this is bad. So I think that there's also an opportunity. Of course, you need to continue talking about this, but how can you talk about what are the on ramps to the type of sex that you want to be having and and build towards it as opposed to just like saying the switch should be flipped on and we should be able to have this type of sex with each other. What does it look like to say like, well, what are we comfortable with now that can help us get more comfortable with each other in a more physically intimate space? So Sierra's example of like showering together, that's great. Maybe it's even like, I want to leave the dog at home just so that we're able to like make out on the couch while we're watching a movie without having to worry about the dog. Like I just want to be able to like Mac on you a little bit. We don't have to, it doesn't have to lead to sex, but I just want to do it. Or what does it look like to say, Ooh, can we commit to giving each other back massages today? Right? Like wouldn't that I'll bring over some massage oil and we'll just commit to doing that. Right. But it's about the the specter of sex can feel so intimidating, but how can we break it down into more manageable attempts to build our comfort with each other when it comes to physical intimacy? And maybe we never get to the type of sex that we imagine sex is. Yes. But the practice of building more physical comfort, more intimacy with each other might end up being enough. You know what I mean? Like it might end up being like, we rarely have the type of sex that people expect us to be having because of the society that we live in. But guess what? We have a lot of places where we show each other physical intimacy, where we have pleasure with each other or without each other, but in ways that are both fulfilling for Mm -hmm. us, right? Like, and so I think, again, it's like, we don't have to have a conversation about like, 
can we get to sex as fast as possible? Right. But can the conversation instead be like, here's what I'm kind of interested in right now. Mm-hmm. What would it look like if we did something that feels a little bit out of our comfort zone, but enough in our comfort zone that it feels manageable to yes, us that we can totally. do it in a way that feels like intimate. And who knows, it could lead to something that's much more intimate, like something like 70% of cuddling or something leads to sex, which is like terrifying <laughs> <laughs> when you think about it. <laughs> uh, oh, love, love that response from you. <laughs> but... It's okay to, to, to use building blocks to get something somewhere. And it's okay if those building blocks lead to, to a castle that doesn't Ooh, look like what everyone castle. thinks that their castle should look like, Ooh. right? But it's still a beautiful, wonderful yeah, castle. Yeah, intimacy castle. Everybody's Absolutely. got a different intimacy castle. <laughs> everyone has a different intimacy castle. That is very true. Yeah. Um, all right, my darling, we hope that this helps. Um, if I can give you one piece of tangible advice, leave the dog at home. Yeah, leave, leave the dog, the dog at home. home. That's the first <laughs> first step. Just carve out the space so that this could be possible if it felt consensual and and like something you wanted to do. For sure. Um, and also, good job. Keep it up. Uh, lean in and stay curious. I'm I'm curious mm-hmm. about what your boyfriend's relationship to intimacy is. Um, for sure. I, I know that's really particularly difficult um, for men to talk about because of our societal pressure on masculinity and sex and violence and horniness and whatever. So I'm stay curious, stay open to his experience. And who knows, maybe he'll want to read Ace by Angela and Chen too. <laughs> read it together. Have a yeah, little book. Hot, hot, hot. <laughs> All right, my darling, thank you so much for writing. We hope this helps. Absolutely. We love you. All right, everyone. It is Friday, which leads us to our blind date segment. This is when we try and set you up with something that we think that you are really going to like this week. We want to send you home with. All right. I'm breaking my um, somewhat rule and talking about a parenting thing, which I (sighs) I do like five times a year. Um, It is uh, called, it's a book by like a parenting Instagram account that's very popular right now called Busy Toddler. And the book is called Busy Toddler's Guide to Actual Parenting. Um, and it's by this woman named Susie Allison. And listen, when I was pregnant, I started following all this fucking super popular parenting accounts, trying to figure mm-hmm. out how to make my baby sleep, how to make my baby eat, how to make my baby fucking be a baby. Um, and I realized <laughs> that a lot of parenting um, stuff out there is uh, really anxiety inducing <laughs> and, sure. and focuses on talking about how hard and stressful parenting is. And it is that it is hard and stressful. Um, and I've been finding that I, I want to ha- I want to balance between like commiserating on how difficult it is and also like enjoying it. There's joy here, mm. you know, mm-hmm. there's joy here. Anyway, that's like my own personal thing, but I really like Busy Toddler, the Instagram account and this book I actually bought because I wanted to support her work. She is a former elementary school teacher. And so she created this uh, online platform about all these activities, sensory, primary sensory, primarily sensory activities that kids can do so that they can entertain themselves while you uh basically watch them shower yeah watch them entertain themselves <laughs> or like you know like yeah I, she has a funny name for it that i can't think of where it's like where you're like parenting but by like sitting back 
just like watching Mm. them do their own thing. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, so it's a lot of like activities with sensory boxes that are not made out of like, you know, Etsy things that you have to buy. It's like a bin that you put ice cubes in and then you give them a ladle, you know, and they have to take out all the ice cubes on the lawn, you know? So it's like a lot of... Preparing them to do chores for you, which is really nice too. (laughs) Yes. Um, I like the way... Scoop the ice out, Cinderella. uh, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Labor for me, child. Um, It's it's in alignment uh, with how I'm stylistically trying to raise my child, which is creatively and independently and compassionately. I like the way it's written. It's really easy to read. It's designed for parents to just like either sit down and read or flip through. And I like Susie's personality the most out of all of the fucking parenting personalities that are on the Instagram, the Instagram right now. So it's called (laughs) the busy, busy toddler's guide to actual parenting is the book. And the account is busy toddler. I love it. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. If you are interested in more content from us, or if you're interested in getting your episodes without ads, you can always support us on Patreon. If you support us on Patreon for as little as $5 a month, you'll get an additional bonus weekly episode. That's patreon.com slash just break up pod. You can slide into our DMs, send us your favorite relationship memes, but most importantly, you can submit your questions about all matters of the heart at justbreakuppod.com, which is also where you can get our merchandise. Please remember to like, follow, subscribe, give us a five-star rating and review. This literally keeps our mics on and helps us reach more brokenhearted souls who need two random strangers giving them relationship advice. Just Break Up is a production of Duvid Media, original music, recording, editing, producing all magical things by our good friend Spencer Worth Davis. Make sure to check out his podcast and his music. And remember, there is no normal sexuality and there is no normal approach to intimacy in relationships and partnerships. Every body is different. Every physical body is different. The way we choose to approach and exchange pleasure is different. And we get to be the deciders of how these show up in our lives. We can always create our own plan, our own path, our own form of comfort. And if all else fails, just break up.